to movie movie my name is garrett smith and my name is dan scully we are your hosts and uh we have returned once again to talk about our favorite subject movie movies movie movies Uh, we haven't gone over this in a while what's a movie movie a movie movie is a movie that utilizes all of the tools at its disposal uh, you know, because it's a movie. Yes. <laughs> so, you know, a song can't use vision, you know, yeah. a, a, a non-talky movie can't use audio. Stories. Movies that aren't in smell-o-vision can't use smell-o-vision, <laughs> so there's limits to it, too. But a story that is being told and every... Uh, Stories that deserve to be told on the screen. Yes, with exactly. With what that Stories offers that you. Stories that deserve to be... Yeah, with, with the, uh, the, the tools that, that that puts at your disposal. Uh, and so we're here to talk about a movie that I think is a great illustration of that, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't want to preface it too much. Well, you know, before we even talk about the movie, uh, just a big thank you to everyone who came out to Movie Movie Live. Oh, yes. Um, Sports Edition, thank you for that. And uh, we will definitely be back next month, October 16th, I believe is the date. And we've got a uh, a triplicate of... uh, Like, uh, horror movie know-hows, I guess. Uh, Know-it-alls. Yes. Brandon Gorin... Uh, what's his name? Chris McGraw. What's his name? Chris McGraw. <laughs> uh, and Dan Vitrano. And so it's going to be an interesting show. And so we hope to uh, see you out for that. Oh, man. I'm super pumped for that. We're doing so, all horror movies for uh, for Halloween. Uh, it's going to be... I, like, And the show this month was like our be- definitely our best show. We find, we put together like a really like crazy, solid, funny show. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm really excited for the for the horror movie one. I think it's going to be a blast. Pack that out and, uh, and and have some fun. Well, in that theme, the movie we're doing tonight is kind of a, a horror movie. It is kind of a horror movie. A little bit of a horror movie. It's a I, brand new movie. Yeah. I don't, you know what? Let's introduce uh, Brian Finnell over here on the mic uh, so we can get him in on this conversation yeah, since we yeah. haven't. Uh, an- kind of a horror movie. It is, right? I mean, is that. It, yeah, it's horrifying. The story's horrifying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, everything else around it's funny. <laughs> yeah, I would agree with that. We're talking about Tusk, Kevin Smith's new movie, which is a fun thing to be able to say, by the way. Yeah. Kevin Smith's new movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. we, there was a there was a point where that might not have ever been an, another thing. He yeah. claimed to have retired a few he years said ago. That. Uh, so I'm very happy. In a way, that. he kind of did retire. He's, he's moved on to something new. Yeah, this uh, is the fact that his last two movies have been horror influenced. Yeah, whereas all of his other movies are not really at all horror influenced. And uh, you know, Red State is a horror movie with something oh, to say, Red State and is Tusk great. is a horror like movie State, with. Yeah. Uh, not really anything to say except how much fun it wants <laughs> to have being a movie. It's, yeah, it's yeah, really yeah. a, it's very straightforward, and, and in a way, I respect that. I mm. feel like it's a movie uh, about the the notion of just like chasing an idea mm-hmm. yeah does that make sense like it's it's, yeah. it's literally a movie about hey uh do you want to see something fucked up we <laughs> we did it we, like and we, it didn't take a lot of money it didn't take a lot of effort we just mm-hmm. had a crazy idea and here it is on the screen oh yeah you wanted to see it we happen to have the means by which to make it happen so yeah. let's see what happens yeah, yeah. And and I think it actually does work as a movie, uh, despite just being a series of excessively grotesque riffs. Yes, because you know the, it was from a podcast conversation. Uh-huh. We know from having podcasts that oftentimes situations will create themselves, mm-hmm. and they completely snowball just for the sake of ridiculousness. Yes, and yeah. this is literally that just yeah. put into a movie, and so where certain 
plot narratives that you expect to go one mm-hmm. way go another way. It it it's not because it it has a making it up as it goes along feel, but in a way that I think is interesting and works. Yeah. You know, as a commentary on the film itself. Well, and there's a lot of storytelling in this movie. Mm-hmm. Like the movie itself yeah. is essentially a bunch of characters telling each other stories. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's like three or four main stories that are told throughout the course of the movie, uh, and I kind of think the movie is a little bit about that. Like I, I distinctly got the impression. Uh, by the way, we're gonna spoil the shit out of this movie as we always do. Oh, yeah. But I recommend like seeing this movie before listening to us talk yeah. about it too in depth. Mm. Uh, it, it is, it's a, it's a wild fucked up weird movie that is probably best experienced if you don't know what you're getting <laughs> oh, into. Oh, definitely. Oh, absolutely. Uh, in fact, we, as we yeah. arrived at the theater this evening, you didn't yeah, even know I didn't even see the trailer. Oh, okay. So you didn't know much about this at all. Yeah, no. Oh, man. I heard it's somebody, your world. Somebody told me it was a thing that was happening. And I'm yeah. like, I can get behind that story. And then you got, I seen you post it. I'm like, I want to go. Yeah, yeah. I got nothing going on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, we when we were entering the theater, there was a group of uh, y- young girls, I guess. I don't. That well, sounds we, we like saw it in, in yeah. college town, yeah, so yeah, there yeah, was yeah. definitely a, a young college crowd around us. I mean, there was chatterboxes behind us that were really funny. Yes, you yeah. know, and it, it it just fitted. We actually lucked out. We had a good crowd because everyone had that that joy that I think this movie. Uh, intends to put out there yes. yeah, yeah. but everyone also like squirmed in their seat and, yeah. and so that's that's fun to me that's yeah. what a movie is but the the best part was these girls walked up to the counter and they were like wait what are we here to see uh, <laughs> t- tusk tusk and i went for tusk and the girl behind the counter was like sure wait do you know what that is and she was like no yeah i don't it's yeah. uh johnny depp's in this movie right <laughs> she was like well yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the girl behind the counter had clearly seen it. Yeah. And she yeah. made reference like, oh, yeah, I yeah, like wh- the director and all that. But then she was like, it's like, it, it's weird. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's yeah. real weird. They're all like, yeah, whatever. But they really clearly enjoyed it oh, yeah. throughout the mm. movie. They were all along for the ride. That was yeah. cool. Yeah, was... She was explaining that movie. That lady at the front desk was explaining the movie to a couple in front of me. Too. Mm. Oh, yeah. I yeah. think she was like almost steering people away from it. I'm like, oh, yeah. Well, yeah, she the the girls were like, uh, well, what? She was like, well, it's kind of a horror movie, and the girls like, oh, is it gross? And she was like, no, well, (laughs) and it's explained. That's pretty much. Yeah, (laughs) I think fish are gross. So yeah, this is a gross movie. Oh yeah, this must have been extra horrifying for you. You Have a fear of the sea. Do not like fish or the sea. And, you know, raw fish that's not in sushi form, disgusting. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of munching on that with slimy, tongueless mouths. But we'll get to it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Tusk, uh, as the story goes, started out as a podcast conversation. Yep. Then they decided as, you know, almost as a gag, tweet hashtag walrus yes if you would like this to happen. Hashtag walrus no if you would not like this to happen. Yep. And so the, the yeses had it. And so it happened. Yeah. he. I mean, this mo- so that podcast that you're talking about where they sort of like... The the story of the podcast, just so you know, Brian, mm-hmm. is they basically found an article online that was like, whoa, did anybody see this fucked up thing that got posted online? Okay. And it was like the, you know, the story of this movie is like this guy looking for a lodger. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was this posting that was like, oh, I'm this old man. I've lived this crazy life. I actually was marooned on an island for a while with a walrus that became my best friend. I am willing to pay for someone's room and board in this beautiful old home that I live in. If you would be willing to put on a walrus costume for two hours a day and act like a walrus. Uh, and it was a supposedly real, it turned out later it was not, but it was a supposedly real, like, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. uh, you know, Craigslist style ad. Yeah, and yeah. so they read this. So Kevin and his friend Scott read this article on their podcast and started just 
riffing about like, oh, that would be a crazy horror movie. Think mm-hmm. about that. So for two hours, they have this conversation. And by the end of it, Kevin's going like, this would be a horror movie. What a crazy idea. <laughs> Maybe I'll make it. Like, hashtag walrus, yes. That podcast happened in April of this year? No, May this of- was um because the movie was shot in November of last year. So so then June of last year or something like that. Yeah. It's literally wow. they he had a script written within four months of recording the podcast <laughs> and financing in a cast and was ready Honestly, to shoot the movie. Honestly, from the clip that they play over the credits yeah. of the podcast, he had a script written the moment they came up with the idea. Yeah, because the way he was describing it, it was almost you know beat for beat, beat for how beat the you, you know see, how yeah, the, how yeah. the third act goes. Yeah, and. Uh, you know, so all he had to do was <laughs> fill in the blanks, and he's good with dialogue, so yeah. it, it worked uh, worked nicely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was the dialogue was fucking hysterical. Oh yeah, the dialogue yeah. is like incredible in this mm. movie. And, yeah, then they had to do how long did they take the shoot? The shoot it was like a week and a half, two yeah, weeks. It was like a two week. Yeah, really, yeah, really they had, quick. They they did like two weeks in uh, Atlanta, I think, is where they ended up shooting it. Actually, mm-hmm. they did two weeks down there, and then like nine months later, shot two days with Johnny Depp, and that was it. That was <laughs> the movie. Nice, nice. So the the movie starts um, basically in the setting that the movie was born. Yeah, it's a podcast, yep. and it's a pretty relatively well known podcast that yes. seems to be blowing up. Mm-hmm. You know that that sort of comes out yeah. later, but it's a somewhat well known podcast hosted by Justin Long, yes. uh, w- uh, Wallace Brighton, which <laughs> is a great name, yep. and um, Haley Joel Osment as himself, <laughs> and. Uh, they have a and Haley Joel Osment is he looks like a Teddy Graham. <laughs> oh, and his name's Teddy, isn't it? His name yeah. is Teddy. <laughs> if his name is indeed Teddy Graham, uh, that would be amazing. He looks like a little Teddy Graham. Yeah. Uh, time did not treat him kindly, dude. But as uh, he's as, good in it. As soon as this movie started, Teddy I'm not craft. kidding. It took maybe <laughs> sixty seconds of runtime into this movie and it oh, opens you, you missed the first it, yeah. few minutes. It opens on the two of them podcasting. Okay. <laughs> so it opens on the two of them podcasting. We are sixty seconds in and Dan leans over to me and goes, I didn't realize the walrus at the center of this movie was <laughs> Haley Joel Osmond. Yeah. I was like, oh yeah, they really got to the walrus quick. <laughs> it was uh but yeah, so they they podcast and uh they share stories as, yes. as the whole yes. thing. So they share stories, and one of the stories that they're covering is of what starts to seem like a dated joke, and mm-hmm. then ends up being subversive. And I loved it. Uh, Kill Bill Kid, mm-hmm. who's basically Star Wars Kid, mm-hmm. and it's just a dude with a, a karate sword. Is that what they call him? <laughs> a karate sword. He's karate sorting, and it's silly, and it's like, all right, I've seen this joke done to death, and then he cuts his fucking leg off. Yeah, which is you know, it comes out of nowhere. It's really cheap looking, but yep. it works. And uh, so they make fun of him. It's and, and I, you know, I want to talk about that really quick yeah. though. It is a cheap effect. It's like you again, Brian. You missed this part of it. The kid cutting his own leg off. Mm-hmm. It was a cheap, cheap digital effect. Like yeah. looked awful. But, but it came out of nowhere. It was timed perfectly. Yeah, but serves its purpose. Like it, mm. you you see what happens. It gets the point across. It gets the story moving. And it just like that. The whole thing that I loved about this movie is it, again it's like all these characters telling stories it's kind of about storytelling and it's sort of about this idea of like if you have a story just fucking tell it yeah like don't let anybody try and tell you like let gatekeepers keep you from telling that story just fucking find a way to tell your story mm-hmm. so it's got this cheap effect in it it looks terrible but yeah movie still works it all totally plays like it you know what i mean it's mm-hmm. like i kind of like that that the movie has that spirit to it i think mm-hmm. oh absolutely yeah. it, i mean it has i mean i think that's what people respond to too because yeah. that's what put Kevin Smith on the map was yeah, like the yeah, indie. Yeah. You can do it. You can max out a credit card and make a movie that's that's critically you know loved. Yeah, 
But uh, the one thing I thought was funny was when uh, they're ripping on the guy who cut his leg off. The first thing that that Wallace's response is, "Hey, whatever, you know, pfft, you know, who ne- who needs two legs? Yeah, you know, I you know, I, I could lose uh, a leg. Yeah, yeah. He's like I could lose a I leg. See, I missed yeah. that part. So yeah. when I yeah, there was there was a little irony to it when he uh, loses that. his leg later. Yeah, nice. Yeah, he's a dick. I know that, <laughs> oh, and that, I'm, they that's they. That's a big spoiler. Well, no, they, we can spoil this. They that's, open that's right up, yeah. making his character pretty deplorable. Yeah, but in a way that you see it and go, "Oh, I, you know, I know that guy." Yeah. Mm-hmm. In a way, I mean, we're podcasters. In a way, we are that guy in some way. Kevin he, Smith is that guy. Yeah, and so he's of course they vilify him further. Just lovable enough in the beginning of the movie, like he's mileage just by being Justin Long. Yeah, that's a brand that buys a little bit of trust just because he's he's the Apple guy. He's yeah. the nice yeah. kid, you know. He's he's dickish for sure, but they they do make you not trust him, but like him a little bit in the mm-hmm. beginning. The, that and that was another interesting aspect of the whole idea of this being a, a movie about storytelling was one of the things he does. And I, again, you missed a little bit of this effect because you missed the first ten minutes. He cuts back to scenes from the first ten minutes of the movie a couple yeah, of times. Yeah, I, did, I noticed that, but then reveals more information. Like mm-hmm. there are more to the scenes that you didn't see before. Oh, and nice. most of that is Wallace being an even bigger dick than you sort of thought before. Okay. Um, which, you know, is is an idea that I like, uh, is the idea of like, um, and I don't know how well executed it is in this movie necessarily, because what happens to Wallace is just horrifying no matter what. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no, <laughs> I, I don't know who they could have done it to that it would have been like, yeah, he deserved it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but... There is a little bit of that in this movie of like as it's you know it's as horrifying. these things are it's yeah. totally horrifying. Well, I think it helps buy the humor because yes. there's a point where you go this is excessive. Yeah, and then they then they make him out a little because most horror movies do play as a bit of a morality play. Yes, yeah, you know that's how the whole thing of you know the jock then the yep. slut and then yep. all that and then the virginal girl always wins. That's mm-hmm. you know the the template. So it's always that little morality play, and so this is kind of cool because it it. It doesn't play out chronologically. Right. You like him, you don't like him. It starts to happen. It gets to the point where you're like, he's really fucking turning him into a walrus. This is gross. What would I do? He must be so scared. Oh my God, he's thinking about his family. And then he's cheating on his girlfriend. You're like, yeah, he's a dick. Yep. So, and then they throw jokes at you, and it, you know, it meters that very evenly for a movie that really has an uneven tone of genre. You know, it it goes wild everywhere. Yeah. So I think that that was a very uh, interesting way to play it. It uh, I did I really liked uh, when when uh, well we'll we'll continue through the the, the plot I think because we'll get to these things if we okay. keep we keep moving through it. Uh, so yeah, the the idea is Justin Long goes to the idea of their podcast is he he it's called the Not C Podcast. Mm-hmm. Spell it N O T S E E. The idea being Haley Joel Osment doesn't like to travel, so he mm-hmm. never sees any of these things that Justin Long goes to do and see. Uh-huh. So the podcast is him coming back with a crazy story and telling his friend that didn't see it about it. So <laughs> he's kind of weird. If if I could put one like demerit on the movie there. I thought that was going to play out into something more. Yeah. When it comes time that it's like, oh, you have to travel to go save your yeah, walrus buddy. They didn't do anything they with that. They didn't do yeah. anything at all. It just kind of, you know, it's a testament to their friendship. Also, it's how the movie was written, which is what yeah, you yeah. Know, works. He's not really a character so much as he's just a device yep. to, to get us to the walrus suit. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, that's what we're there for Tusk. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, so he go he goes to Canada to try and meet this kid that cut his leg off, only to find out that that kid fucking killed himself with the same sword he cut his leg off with, and is now dead. So he can't interview him. 
and uh, which was kind of a funny scene, actually. I liked mm. the way he played that that funeral thing of him just walking oh, yeah. up, and he literally he walks up to this big house, and he's like excited because he's like, "This is this big interview he's about to do," and then he looks, and there's just this white wreath like sitting on the front porch, and he's like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, and then he turns this. and looks to his right, and there's a bunch of cars lined up down the street, like, uh, and he's like shit mm-hmm. and then he like kind of looks behind the house and there's a bunch of people just like dressed in black surrounding a wheelchair and then they part and there's just a picture of the kid in the wheelchair and he's like ah oh, fuck <laughs> oh, well what i love though too is uh to, to jump back a little bit he gets to canada and there is a small statement being made here just about how brash and crass americans oh, are yeah, yeah. compared to how polite the Canadians are, and there's a great interaction between the Border Patrol uh, yeah. agent and Justin that Long. That was a great scene. And Justin Long is kind of slimy. He has a mustache, which suggests that... <laughs> also a visual foreshadow to being a, a walrus, yes, yes. naturally. And uh, his his name is Wallace. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, so Wallace the Walrus. what was funny, there was a point where someone was like, Wallace? And the dude sitting behind us is like, did he just call him Walrus? <laughs> oh, his name's Wal... Oh, that's cool. Like, he, <laughs> yeah. I get I get that joke. <laughs> so that was kind of funny. But, uh, uh, oh yeah, and so he has a, a great interaction with a bearded yes. Canadian Galifianakis kind of guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, he says something really great. He was like, oh man, you guys are so uh, so nice here. And he was like, oh, no, 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 no. We're optimistic. We're not nice. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, that was such a good line. But, and it, you know, it, it shows all of the uh, well, Canadian was, characters are very positive and polite. I did just realize, though, that's also the classic horror movie gatekeeper scene. Mm-hmm. Right? There's always this You're scene. doomed. Yeah, you're there's always doomed. the you're doomed scene before the kids get to the cabin in the woods of mm. some guy telling them not to go there. And he, it is that scene because what the guy tells him is he's like, no, 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 we're not nice. We're optimistic. But then he gets a little further and he's like, we're not blue. He does that whole red, white, and blue thing. It's oh, just, yeah. We're never sad. We're just red and white. So he's basically like, we're, we're either angry or we're fine. Mm-hmm. Like, we're either fine or we're fucking, we do horrible things. Mm-hmm. So it's got a little bit of that you're doomed kind of thing to it. Well, and he gives him rules. He straight up gives him rules. He's like, yeah, oh, he gives you're going to be in Canada. Canada and Canada you know, don't. Canada and Canada don't. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, Canada do's and Canada don'ts. Yeah. Uh, don't, don't say you don't like hockey. Yeah. Can't, can't say you don't like hockey. What was, what was the other one? I don't remember. Oh, fuck it. I don't know. But he that was a really funny performance from yeah. that guy. And they well, and back to business. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so uh, I thought that was kind of cool. And yeah, that's interesting. I didn't even think about that. Mm-hmm. He's the You're Doomed Man. Yeah, yeah. So it is a, a horror movie right away at its heart. Yeah, totally. Mm. Yeah, I feel like that was supposed to foreshadow the idea of like, hey, don't come here. Let oh, yeah, yeah. Be careful. There is evil lurking in these woods, you know? Mm-hmm. It's a. Uh, it harkens back to Jeepers Creepers uh-huh. when Justin Long says, "Let's go back. What if there's a body there and they need help?" And his sister literally says, "You know that part in the horror movie when the person's like, let 'Let's go check it out,' and they say, don't check it out,' and you're like, no, don't go check it out,' and then they check it out. Yeah. Well, then they end up dead. And I don't know if you've seen Jeepers Creepers, but spoiler alert, he ends up dead. <laughs> he gets his eyeballs cut out. I have not seen that movie. No. Is that movie worth seeing? Absolutely. Really? Sequel, not so it's... much, but the first one is a really cool movie. Yeah? It's it's a mo- it's just a fucking monster movie. All right. It's cool. All right. Uh, and then, uh, so what happens? So he uh, he doesn't get the interview with the kid, goes to uh, the fucking, uh, goes to like a bar just to like you mm-hmm. know, try and figure out what he's going to do next. Probably just going to go home. Maybe try and find a story. And he goes to a bar and he freaks out. He has uh, the, uh, he's like, oh, I'm fucking pissed. Yeah. That selfish fuck had to go, selfish shithead had to go fucking kill himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, huh. And he keeps doing that and he's just like, yeah, you know. But seriously though, like, what the fuck? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and again, I like that scene because it does, it plays a little bit humorously, but it's also like, this guy's kind of a fucking dick. Yeah. Like, you know. 
And then he sees a, a, this ad for, you know, a guy who's like, oh, you can, I need a lodger. Uh, and I'll tell you these great stories that I've accumulated throughout my life. So it, it, basically you, you came in as that was happening, as he was like getting to that guy's house uh, and meeting him for the first time and sitting down to have a conversation with him. What I really liked about this movie is it just fucking takes off running right away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like as soon, as soon as that he gets there and finds out the kid is dead, he immediately finds the ad. He immediately goes to the house, and as soon as he gets to the house, he sits down and starts having a conversation with this guy. Mm-hmm. It just—it is just nonstop. Well, think about how with 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 the whole idea of how it came out of a podcast. Yeah. That conversation started as just like, you know, the jumping off point was the article. Yes. So basically, we just—they're just getting those two guys in a room yep. so that we can kick off the actual movie. Yeah. And and it's interesting because if you look at the promotional material, it really does look like it's just going to be the two of them and us just suffering through it. And that's really only half of the movie. Yeah. There is a second half of the movie that uh-huh. that kicks off uh, very soon. But th- uh, well, let's introduce uh, uh, Howard Howe. Howard Howe. Michael Parks of in, Twin in Peaks. In a great Red State Fav- Well, he's he always jacks it up to ten. Yeah. I mean, he commits to everything a hundred and fifteen percent. He was great in this I absolutely mean, now he's he's not even and he isn't the the villain that you show up and go oh he seems nice but i know he's the villain yeah. i wonder what the turn is you show up and he's immediately weird he yes, has this yeah. kind of oddly broken manner yeah but he does reek of the most interesting man in the world and he has yeah. a house yeah, yeah. of artifacts and mm-hmm. he has a line where he says uh you know he 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 says that he drank with uh ernest hemingway yeah, yeah. and so he points out to the artifact as a bottle and he says oh no that's uh, Justin Long says, "That's the coolest fucking thing I've ever seen." Yeah. And he goes, "Oh, that's just an old bottle, but when you attach a story to it, it becomes a portal to something else, to a new experience, yeah. a passage to another world." And uh, that that says everything about, I think, the thesis of this movie mm-hmm. and the storytelling. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, that's how you get to a guy in a walrus suit, right? Mm-hmm. You, he attaches meaning to this idea of a walrus. Exactly. It's just an empty idea. Yeah. It's just an empty bottle of booze, really. Yeah. This whole this whole movie yeah. is just that. Yeah. Nice, nice. You know, they're fucked up and here comes this idea. Yeah. But they do, the, the idea unfolds to great effect. And Michael Parks is such a good representation of that effect, being that there are so many lines that he puts out, there are so many moments in this movie that are distinctly, uh, on a primal level, scary and Mm -hmm. fucked up. And at the same time, if you just tweak your lens a little bit, they're hilarious. It's (laughs) so bizarre and weird. They're like, what? It's crazy. And so there's so many moments in that uh, Michael Parks walks that line where he goes from distinguished old man to batshit crazy. And it's... You feel safe, you feel uncomfortable, it's funny, you feel horrified. Yeah. That, that, that is a really strange way to play it, but I think it might be the only way to play this kind of a story. Well, he one of my favorite things he does is, uh, so I mean, the, the as the the moving forward from that point of the story is just him drugging Wallace, and then Wallace waking up to find out that this guy has removed one of his legs. But they do this really great long scene where he tries to convince Wallace that he didn't remove his leg that he was bit by a spider and a doctor a came recluse. and removed his leg. But the doctor's not here anymore because the doctor's doing his rounds and he took all the phones away because they might disturb him. He's like clearly making this story up on the spot and he's relishing in the idea of making this lie up oh, on the spot. He's really enjoying it too because he's, he's giggling and yeah, that's uh, what like I internally giggling. I loved that scene where he's like because he, he is giggling a little bit while he's doing it, and he's kind of giggling because he's watching 
uh, Wallace process it and mm. watching Wallace realize it's all a lie. But he's also kind of giggling at his own ability to tell a lie that well, that oh, yeah. quickly. To tell his story. Just like on his toes, just be able to weave a story that well. Mm. Uh, which you find out later, obviously, it's not totally on his toes. This is some. This is a story he's been using for years to mm-hmm. get himself in and out of these situations. Um, well, he, he uh, I think we should note that uh, this scene happens when Justin Long wakes up from being drugged. Yes. And finds out that his leg has been removed. Yes. And uh, one of the most, if you've ever come out of surgery before, that is, I hate that. Mm-hmm. I've only been under once for oral surgery, mm-hmm. but the moments when you wake up, you don't know what the fuck is going on, yeah. mm-hmm. and you are confused. And uh, that's a distinct horror that I've I've had in my head where... Uh, you you know, if you wake and up just... and it's like, what happened? I've been in an accident and I lost a leg. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, th- you don't know what's real. But to process that is wild. And I think a testament to Justin Long. He does that awesomely. I want to. And that yeah. really works with Michael Parks, you know, just enjoying like my puppet is is dancing. You know, I, I think mm-hmm. that scene in particular, that might have been my favorite scene in the movie, actually. The him waking it's up from being good. drugged oh, like yeah. that. Oh, I'm going, I'm going walrus fight for my favorite scene. Yeah, 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 yeah. Probably. <laughs> yeah. probably. We'll get there. Uh, Long's performance was great when mm. he, like, playing that kind of drugged, like, coming out of a haze like that and trying to process the information. And it was funny. Yeah, he was really it funny. it was scary. But it was real, too. Mm. Like, it felt really real. Yeah. I was like, he's you nailing know, I think this. that's the key to why this movie works is yeah. that the only thing that's really false about it is the the science behind making a walrus man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Otherwise, all of it does play very honest and real. Yes. And so it, it doesn't have the winking, this is silly B-movie thing. Everybody's committing. But yeah, everybody's committing. There's, yeah. there's nobody doing like, how crazy is this movie? Yet the movie itself is doing that. Yes. Mm. It's wild. Yeah. Well, and I think that's, you know, I, Kevin Smith had a great quote uh, that, I, that I told you the other day, Dan, about this, uh, which I think is, is just a, an excellent, uh, it tells you everything you need to know about this movie. He was like, you know, when I first started making movies, I was like telling my stories, you know, Mm -hmm. Uh, and then I eventually ran out of my stories to tell. And I made a couple of just boring, shitty movies because like I didn't have anything to say anymore. He was like, and then I retired from movie making. And then I realized that the whole reason I got into movie making in the first place was not to tell my stories, but was to make like when I grew up, the highest compliment you could give a movie was not a five star rating or, you know, like, uh, you know, whatever, like two thumbs up. It was, dude, borrow this VHS. It's fucked up. That was the <laughs> best rating you could give a movie. Yeah. It was like, I grew up loving Cronenberg and David Lynch and stuff. Nice. He was like, that's why I got into movie making, those kinds of movies. Mm-hmm. He was like, and but I never made those movies. And now I'm realizing like, oh, well, I can make those movies. Like, yeah. Why not make those movies? Good. I'm uh, glad because I really enjoyed this and Red State. Yeah, those I know. Me mo- too. I it, the, like he, It's just him following whimsy, you know? Yeah. Uh, I think it's interesting that he has a relationship with, with Michael Parks because yeah. Michael Parks takes dialogue and elevates it because oh, yeah. he's a very good character actor. I mean, you don't recognize him sometimes. Yeah. He's he's yeah. very fluid like that. He actually kind of looks like Brian Cranston sometimes. Mm-hmm. I thought that when I was watching this. Yeah. And um Kevin Smith's really good at dialogue, mm-hmm. but sometimes his dialogue does come off as this is dialogue that's a dialogue for a movie. Yeah. And that works because of his style. Uh this uh I th- I don't think that w- I think this script actually didn't really have that, and then to be elevated further by a, someone who can take dialogue and beef it up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, well, that, I mean, that's it's wild. Technically, this script is full of that. 
Howard, Howard is like a very lyrical character. You know mm. what I mean? Like Absolutely, the, but, the it, way, I but I buy it when exactly, Parks that's what I'm does saying. it. Yeah. You buy it. It could be yeah. done hamily. And, but like I think the hamminess of it worked in other movies. Like totally. One of the things that is so charming about Clerks is that those are his friends. Yeah, yeah. Those yeah. are not actors. They're reading the script and they're doing the best they can. Yeah. And it works because it comes off you know, as, as real because simple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. so this is uh, somebody really working with some dialogue that is really good and making it become real. Yeah. It's a uh, no, he was great, and it's mm-hmm. a it's a mostly dialogue movie. It is generally it's all conversations. Yeah, it's I mean it, it actually gets away with a lot because of the suit. I think it doesn't really have to have a lot of like big action scenes or anything like that because the uh-uh. suit itself is so much to look at and take in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I think it gets away with a lot just by having that suit. You know. Mm-hmm. So th- this this kind of bugged me too. So he tells him, you know, the doctor is doing his rounds, <laughs> yeah. and he's yeah, yeah. Uh, he uh, he got he got rid of the phones. He didn't yeah. want you to have any distractions. The, the phones yeah, are all yeah, gone. This word, so. But he just kind of left his phone out because yeah. later that night, uh, Justin Long's phone goes off with the. How does the song go? Mm-hmm. Something about who wants margaritas? Oh yeah, yeah, wait, I know this because it's a it's a reference to another Kevin Smith podcast. It's uh, Ralph Garman who plays the um, he plays the the detective. Yeah. yeah, he plays the one detective, uh, the 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 Canadian detective to go talk to at <laughs> yeah. first. He's what a, he's a, PMs in the yeah, yeah. PMs, oh, yeah. In PMs the PMs, in the, PMs <laughs> in the PMs coffee yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, he um he's a radio host out in LA uh, <laughs> and uh, he um he does uh, character work like he does like voices yeah. uh, and he does a good Pacino uh, <laughs> and on one of their podcasts he he was doing this bit about Pacino wanting margaritas <laughs> so it's just him going like more margaritas <laughs> in, like, in like a Pacino voice and then some guy you know some listener then yeah, remixed yeah. that into a song that, that they use so cool on the show all the time yeah. and, and it's the ringtone for Wallace in this movie uh, so it's just it's like the ringtone for. Every character, every character, in this character movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. Oh, it's so it's just like, <laughs> oh, 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 ooh, ooh, How does he say who wants a margarita? That was the, yeah, it's, uh, 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 ooh, 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 ooh. I can't remember. I don't. It's, it's just like more margaritas. Yeah. <laughs> who wants margaritas? <laughs> oh, it's so funny. But uh, that that ringer starts to go off, and it turns out that he didn't really hide his his yeah, cell yeah, phone. Yeah. He just left it well, out know, of reach. I thought about this a lot during this movie. There are about a million and one leaks and leaps in logic that you have to make throughout this entire movie in order for it to even loosely feel like it could be a story that's actually happening. But I kind of, by the end of the movie, liked that because it it is just this. I it, it's it's storytelling, so it's just like yeah, in what situation could this happen? It, yeah, 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 and it, and it it's sort of the movie is just asks you immediately to just start buying details without giving you context for other details you mm. normally you'd feel like you should have. Like I was immediately thinking about things like he says in the ad he's wheelchair bound, yet he found this ad at a bar. Mm-hmm. Like where? How did this guy get this ad to this bar? You That's know what I mean? I never thought about that. Yeah. Like he says he's like a, a wheelchair recluse in this home, mm-hmm. but he just found this ad in the bar, which you know you can, which has its own interesting implications if you want to he take them. Gave, which is just he like, gave he gave Hemingway how, a bottle of booze yeah. and has the bottle. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, there, there's all kinds of like little leaps in logic, which on one hand make it interesting because you can go like, oh, that just is further driving home the point that uh, Justin Long's character is a dumb American. Well, and it's also like Michael just... Parks is telling a story. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but you also, I mean, there's tons of once he does 
the, drug him and keep him in the house or whatever. It's like, how is he really keeping him in that house? There's a ton of scenes where it seems like he's just leaving Wallace to his own devices in the house. Well, no, they for explain hours that because he's time. unable to move. Yeah. Because, oh, that's probably the morphine. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was, uh, uh, what does he say? He says, uh, oh, you must be uh, tired. And he's yeah. like, I'm not tired. I'm, I'm incapacitated. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, uh, and that's, see, that scares me. Mm-hmm. Nothing scares me more than things like, like surgical horror and body horror, that yeah, kind of yeah. thing. But surgical horror scares me because that is the one time where you're just, you are prone. You know, there is, you are yeah, unconscious. No. You're being kept in a half dead state so that they can cut you open and not kill you. Yeah. That is horrifying to me. Yeah. Ooh. You have no control. No control. None Imagine an amputation surgery. Going to sleep knowing that you're going to lose mm-hmm. a limb and then waking up and just having to come out, having to see it, and then having to get on with your life. Imagine immediately just, you know, you're drinking some tea, you wake up, you have no leg, and then you're a walrus. That's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It really is scary. It's in a weird really way. scary. There's nothing that scares me more in, in a horror movie than a moment of helplessness experienced by a character that brought it on themselves. Mm-hmm. Like, I, oh. I, I fear one day doing something stupid and dumb and ending up, oh, I somehow am implicated, <laughs> somehow implicated in a felony, and now I'm in jail. Or, whoops, you know, I went into the podcast pit, and now I'm a walrus <laughs> that uh that is oh that is a pure horror yeah. yeah there's a line in the girl with the dragon tattoo where uh spoiler alert so do you guys care no nope. daniel craig's character figures out who the bad guy is mm-hmm. and he knows and the bad guy sees him snooping around and says hey you want to come in for some coffee and he knows he shouldn't because he's the bad guy mm-hmm. but he just yeah he goes in and and does it and um so then the guy, you know, ties him up and he basically has him hung up and he's going to torture him and kill him. Mm-hmm. He said, it's so crazy. He says, you knew, you knew I was going to do this, but you didn't want to be rude. But this is why I do this. That moment where you realize that there isn't a way out of this. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of time. Mm-hmm. And like that is terrifying Yeah, yeah, yeah. to be in a position where you go, this is going to be bad. It's only going to get worse. It's all my fault. And there's nothing I can ever yep. do. Mm-hmm. And then you're a walrus. <laughs> it's and then insane. You're a yeah. walrus. And then you throw body horror in there. That is some really heavy uh-huh. shit. Classic, uh, you know, just classic the fact horror that he trope, lives. but done in a weird, classy he way. He lives. He lives. Yeah. <laughs> it's like he becomes nobody. The walrus. Guys, if somebody turns me into a walrus, get the message out. Shoot me. Yeah, you know, yeah. What am I gonna be? The, I that, I mean I actually I think I love the ending of this movie. I do I, too. That, I, I was I reading. do I do, but it's that's so terrifying. I know they have to live the rest of like at the <laughs> in my mind I'm like when people find me they're gonna kill me like they're gonna, they're gonna do mm-hmm. end this well, or fix weird. it or end it, but don't leave me like this. Mm-hmm. I think I would want to be. A, I, I would want to live because I would want to get out of that. Certain, there's a way to at least live as a as a no armed. No legged person, because it's just a, a walrus suit that you're sewn into. You yeah, cut yeah. the arms, but off, on though. top of that, I think he only sewed the arms in, so they could fix. Yeah, that. they could pull that and out. And you just be, but how how attached is that suit to you? Yeah, they never really explain yeah, that. Yeah, That's yeah. just a great way to make that effect look that mm-hmm. that way. I don't know. I and that was more than I one person die skin necessarily, there. but I would definitely be like, like throw me some mozzarella sticks, mm-hmm. not raw fish. I can't mm-hmm. do that. They never explain where he was getting all that skin from, though. I, I was well, thinking no, about there was other people. Well, yeah, but if some of them are failed projects, so did he have the suit for a minute? 
Did they well, never... to be honest with you, if when I'm, they found if... the one hockey player, he wasn't skinned. He was just missing a leg. Well, if I understood the story correctly, he said something like he had 23 victims, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they were all found skinned. But no, no, with... no, no, no. They weren't all found skinned. Some were found skinned. The rest of them, Guy Lepois, uh, assumed part. were part of a serial killer. Right. You know, because everyone thinks he's crazy for thinking this is a serial killer. But he didn't he say numerous ones were found with like the holes in the face and yeah. stuff like holes that? In the fa- no, with the bones in their face, the, the tibia. No, they, no, 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 no. Just holes in the face. He, they found a they small, found piece. small piece. Oh, pieces. Okay, that's what it was. But yeah. my point, point being... Uh, and he also, by the way, he also saw another walrus suit under the water. Remember, he yeah. saw like a, a and it a, had a human skull in right. it. Yeah. yeah. So, a, I think we can assume, and again, this does make your point, which is just like, where is he getting all the material for this? Mm. I think we can assume this is the twenty-third walrus costume he's made. Yeah. Yeah, I think because you've seen there was like a couple different faces on that yeah. suit. Oh yeah. And yeah. the hands, there was more than. Oh, yeah, there was yeah. a lot of people's hands. Yeah, I think the corpses were all found with similar things, but yeah. probably with some pieces here mm-hmm. and some pieces there. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can get a lot of skin off of a leg. You can, so, <laughs> yeah. he, you know, he could build a walrus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he did keep that one leg on ice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. He was, uh, that's interesting. That was a little show, don't tell that mm-hmm. I missed. Mm-hmm. They did keep the leg on that. That was a good effect, too. Yeah, yeah. When they, when they find it and see it. Oh, that's so horrible. It's gross to think about. Can you about. imagine coming in and seeing... Your friend. Oh, I know. That, I, the reveal on him in the walrus suit was yeah. awesome. I oh, thought. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, let, okay. Let's let's back it up before we get to the walrus suit. I really want to talk about what I think my favorite scene in the movie was, and it's when he is first. He has his leg removed, and uh, you know he's getting used to it. It's right after the the scene you were saying was your favorite mm-hmm. when he says, "Oh, we have dinner at six. So six o'clock rolls around. They go to dinner. Yep." And this is when they start to have a conversation and uh, Justin Long realizes that he is fucked. Wallace realizes that he's essentially fucked. And uh, it's also the moment where Michael Parks goes from, uh, you know, what is he up to? To, oh, no, he's actually completely batshit. Yeah. And there is a hopelessness here because this guy, there's you can't talk sense into him. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. there is no sense to be made. And they do this in a series of conversations where he starts to say some pretty ridiculous things. Mm-hmm. And the one line he says, like his his motive for doing this, and I, I'm going to butcher it. He says, uh, we're going to find out the the question that we've asked since man crawled from the foam of the <laughs> sea. Yeah. Is man a walrus? <laughs> is man at heart truly a walrus? Truly I a think wal- is what he says. He's like, is man at heart truly a walrus. <laughs> and it's a weird because that is one of those moments where it's horrifying because yeah. you go, oh, he's gone. Yeah. yeah. But it's really, it's really hilarious. funny because that line <laughs> yeah. is so brilliantly written. And and that is such a tight line to walk. And oh, it's yeah. weird because he doesn't walk the line. He just plays both sides. Yeah, yeah. Which is a it's a pretty skilled thing to do. Yeah. I, I that I'm impressed by that. I I think I'm so obsessed with the sort of storytelling angle on this movie. Like I get what well, the thing I keep thinking about now is are any of the stories Howard tells true? Probably not. I mean that's that's the lie of the the bottle. Yeah. There's no way to have that bottle. Yeah. Um like even, the, but here's even the, the walrus. That's thing, what yeah. I'm saying. Like even down to his story about like spending time with a walrus he befriended on an island to like to rationalize why he's putting a guy in a walrus costume he made. Like well, he talks about being at the boys' school. They turned into the clinically insane. Right. He, they raped he, him again. He yeah. talks about that. 
is that a real story or is that a story yeah. he's weaving as he weaves walrus uh, as he weaves I'm wallace throw this into out a there. walrus well wallace the walrus yeah. uh, i'll throw this out there so he has a walrus's dick yes. that he keeps on the shelf and there's I a great scene oh, it's the it's the the big black bone that that justin long's playing with in the the one picture uh, and he's oh, like when he was like jacking it yeah. off on him yeah and, and that was a great thing to show yeah. like he has this adventure where he's just oh he's got a, a dried walrus penis which that is actually a thing that you can you can get but uh justin long's immediate thing is oh can i touch it oh mm-hmm. i'm gonna make a dick oh, and all that stuff so i wonder if uh you know he just does have a fetishization for walrus right as a result of just being literally raped by man. <laughs> and he just saw a walrus as the big gentle cow of the sea who created this fantasy <laughs> and wants to live it. Or maybe a couple dudes got stoned but he wanted that had a walrus podcast. To kill him. <laughs> he wanted the walrus to kill him at the end like he rightfully thought he should because he ate him. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. true. So maybe it did happen because he, he was fucked ate. up by yeah. eating it. Yeah, but he was also wrestling another man from inside of a walrus suit. Like, I think it's... The, the whole flip side of it, and the thing that's so interesting to me is all of it could be bullshit. Oh, Every yeah. piece of it could he be could bullshit. He could just be and insane. Because he, he is insane. Yeah, he is insane. Mm. I, uh... <laughs> oh, God. I, I, that's what scares me most about it is the hopelessness. I think I'll mm-hmm. laugh more the second time because mm-hmm. I laughed a lot watching this movie, and I would like to watch it again where I'm just not fucking horrified. By yeah, it. yeah. That is such a scary thing. Oh, I looked over at Dan at one point during this where like I was la- like something was happening, and like <laughs> I was laughing. I was like, "Oh my god, this is ridiculous!" And I looked over, and Dan was like. Oh <laughs> it's horrifying. <laughs> it's such a terrifying story, but it is so fucking funny. Yeah. Man. It it really is funny. And yeah. it's and so okay, so this is the first part of the True North trilogy, the proposed True North trilogy, yep. followed by Yoga Hosers. Yoga Hosers and then Moose Jaws. <laughs> yeah, he was so he's gonna make two more movies uh that are part of his, this horror trilogy he's gonna make that he's mm-hmm. calling his True North trilogy. They're all <laughs> Canadian horror movies. <laughs> Uh, the second one is going to be called Yoga Hosers, and it's about those two little girls that mm-hmm. were in this movie. It's those same characters, and the idea is he got obsessed with it. He was like, he thought their performance was really funny, mm-hmm. and he got obsessed with the idea of two little girls that hate Americans, mm-hmm. uh, that are actually like sixteen-year-old girls and never look up from their phones. <laughs> So uh, apparently the movie is like a big science fiction, like supernatural story that mm-hmm. just at the center of it are two little girls that never look up from their phones. And then everything around them that's happening is insane. Just like uh-huh. crazy stuff. Uh, and then uh, Moose Jaws will be the third part of the trilogy, the final part. And uh, so far, the only thing he said about it is I'm literally going to make Jaws with a moose. <laughs> we have to close the you didn't close the forests. Yeah. And then that moose ate my son. Yeah. <laughs> So um, I'll throw this out there. Okay, so there's there's a whole thing about Canadian culture here. Yes, yeah. I don't know what it is, what his obsession with Canadian culture he is, but it. here it is. I, I know, I guess he loves hockey, right? Is yep. that a thing? He always wears hockey jerseys. Mm-hmm. He loves Degrassi, so, too. That's why there was a Degrassi Loves joke. Degrassi. Yeah. I think he was... Oh, yeah, Jay and Silent Bob popped up on Degrassi, uh, Yeah, they were on Degrassi uh, and Chasing Amy. There's a good Degrassi joke in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so they have... Uh, it, there's a lot of Canadian culture being lovingly lampooned a little yes. bit. But uh, I, I forgot the whole place takes place in a town called Bifrost, Manitoba, yes. which is a real place. But then Kevin Smith has a comic book background, uh-huh. and we know that the Bifrost yes. is in Thor, is what connects lore. Asgard to all of the different worlds. Yes. 
And so it's interesting because that is literally what Michael Park says about the bottle. Yes. What yeah. a story is, is a portal to another world. Mm-hmm. So I just thought that was a cool, uh, is cool. tag to kind of throw yeah, in Yeah, I like that. Uh the uh, well, and there was a lot of. Uh, I was actually kind of fascinated. I, I like wanted to do some research on some Canadian history after this movie because it was clear that like the story, like whether or not he's telling the truth about himself, the story he's telling about all those uh, those uh, orphanages getting turned into mental institutions. I bet that's a real. I bet if you look that up, that's probably oh, that's a real. Probably a real that's probably thing, real yeah. Canadian history that Kevin just incorporated into the script. Uh, I thought that was like kind of fascinating that he found a way to like make this like weird, funny body horror movie, but also have it actually be about like Canadian history. Mm-hmm. Wait, what? What was a part of Canadian history? Uh, the, I th- I, I'm not positive about this. I'd have to look it up, but I, I'm willing to bet that the whole story he tells about the orphanages being turned into mental institutions is probably real. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be terrifying. Yeah. I'm wondering if I can find that. But uh, I guess there's not really too much in terms of plot listed on Wikipedia yet. Yeah, yeah, probably not. Uh, and 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 better better left un untold on the internet. People should see this to see what he does. That, that uh, I was saying this too. You know, uh, he says it himself. He's sort of famously like non-stylistic when it comes to making movies. You know, the, he doesn't. There's not a whole lot of style to a uh, to a Kevin Smith movie necessarily. Mm-hmm. Uh, not. At least not in the uh, uh, c- camera itself. Yeah, it doesn't seem like there's really. Well, I, I, he almost seems genreless. Mm-hmm. Uh, like it's just a Kevin Smith movie, and like yeah, sure you could call this a a horror movie. Right. He's a funny guy by nature. Everything he does is going to have humor mm-hmm. in it. But if you look at it, like, you know, Clerks to to Clerks Two, even they're two different kind yes. of movies. But I wouldn't think of them as any sort of genre right you know dogma is yeah it's a comedy but that is a different kind of genre that i don't know what it is yes and so you know he doesn't have any like flair like that right right it's it's pretty straightforward but i thought this movie had a he made a couple of choices in a couple different places that i was really impressed there were there were a couple of places where i was a little underwhelmed actually where Mm. i was just like oh really you couldn't this this movie feels like it could not have weight to it but could really like uh, uh, it's so weird and fucked up. You could just do a little bit more with the camera and really like add some gravitas to some of it. I thought the one the one scene where I actually felt it was tedious and it sucked because it was a big scene was right before the big reveal when it just kept panning across the bloody tools and yeah, focus. I agree. And because that speech was really long and it was interesting. Yeah. And that shot sort of distracted me because I was like. It almost seems like a bland music video. Yeah, there. it's pointless. And I almost say, oh, I almost just want you to show it. Yeah, and yeah. I know you're really just trying to draw you're out before out. that reveal. Yeah. And so I appreciated that aspect of it, but that that part I was like, oh, I bet that you could put some spice on this, I and totally it would be it could be a transcendent scene, exactly in opposition. Yeah. There were a few moments of that. I, I think there were a couple moments in the movie where I felt that way. I was like, ah, this if he gave it a little bit more, this would really fucking he would sell this. Mm. You know, it would be mm. it would be crazy. Uh, but there were also some things he did that I was like super impressed with. Like that shot, I was saying this before that shot of Genesis Rodriguez staring directly into the camera while she gives that really emotional speech about how she feels when Wallace isn't around and the way he oh, treats kudos her. When he there. Is that around. was a hell of a performance it for was that shot. Incredible. I couldn't stare in a camera and cry like that. It was yeah. great. And yeah. and the shot itself was like it's you feel uncomfortable as an audience member, I think, because she's looking right at you, and you also have no context for what she's saying at all either. It kind of it it cuts just to that mm. from something else entirely, uh, and so it's it's very uncomfortable. It's very strange. 
but then it also does this really interesting move where suddenly a hand comes from behind the camera and grabs her yeah. face, and she just turns ever so slightly off from looking directly at you to where the hand came from. Mm -hmm. And so you suddenly realize, like, this was just a matter of perspective. Mm -hmm. You know, she, was, she wasn't really talking to you. I don't just... even think she moves off the camera. It's almost as if the camera moves. Right. And she just knows to break the gaze. Yes. But it never, there's no break. Exactly. It just, it yeah. fades out of it. I was very it. confused by that part. I didn't know if he was recording her. Right. No, yeah, no, it no, almost man. seems yeah. like so that. That yeah. was just, like, a cut of how she was... Just, Telling exactly it was how she feels, not anybody. In no, no, no. She was telling him. She uh, was talking to. Ha it turns out Haley okay. Joel Osment. It turns out she's talking to Haley Joel Osment. Yeah. Is what you find out later. Teddy, Teddy, yeah, Teddy Graham. Uh, <laughs> but the the uh, the idea of the shot is you're seeing it from Teddy's perspective, okay. but you don't really realize that until like much later when his hand comes out from underneath the camera, and then the camera kind of does just a slight shift, and you realize she's not talking to you. She's actually talking to. Teddy, uh, okay, who's, be okay. you know what I mean? Well, it's uh, cool because it's very direct. Yes. Because she is just giving you, uh, not even exposition because they don't tell you, but it is exposition because yes. it is leading yeah. to something. And, uh, you know, and if you just were to cut away from that, it would just seem weird to go back into almost a movie context. Mm -hmm. So that was a nice little fade where it was like, Oh no! It was in movie context. Right. We were just—that's just where the camera was. I liked that, was that a, cool a lot. Shot. Yeah, I thought it was, was a great shot, and it just—it made—I don't know. It just—it it wasn't showy, but it was very effective. It was very effective. It made me feel weird. It made me—it just gave me an interesting feeling as like mm. a viewer that I'm not familiar with. Like, and I kind of like that. You know what I mean? It was like it was mm. just an interesting new experience uh, uh, from a movie. And what a beautiful lady! Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> oh my right? goodness. Yeah. Yep. And they use that, too, because that was the point where we start to find out that Wallace is cheating on her. Yeah. But then his, uh, you know, uh, oh, Teddy. Sorry. Teddy, Teddy Graham. Uh, you know, and so it started to be hinted at and then very quickly revealed that, that Teddy has been consoling and uh, probably... Yeah. Uh, Fooling around with uh, what? What was her name? Allie was it? Allie? Yeah, yeah. Was well, it's Allie? it's something that he did in Red State, and I liked that he did that in this. And it's one of my favorite things about Red State too. Is it, it basically one of the points at the end of the movie is there's no such thing as an innocent. Mm -hmm. No one is innocent. Like even Teddy, who at first you're like when Wallace is like revealing that like you sort of find out that he might be cheating on her, and then he very directly says to Teddy, like, yeah, I'm going around getting blowjobs from all these women on the road. You wouldn't oh, fucking yeah. believe it. Oh, yeah, and, and so, yeah, the thing And you're watching Teddy is... go, like, you're watching Teddy go, like, ah, yeah, and And the whole time I was like, it se I feel like, why isn't he telling him this is because it seems like... It see you. I forget why we knew this, but we somehow in the movie had already given us the information that like Teddy is also friends with Allie. Like we didn't know that they necessarily Allie. had their own relationship, but we knew that they were a little bit friends. And I was like, why isn't he? Because oh, yeah, he was taking her to the, uh, to right, the museum, right, right. Teddy yeah. to the Gettys. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And so I was like, why? Wait. So why is he allowing Wallace to treat her this? You know, it was like a little bit weird to me that he wasn't having a bigger react. He was just letting Wallace like say all this these things, mm. like do all these things. And then it's revealed later that it's because he's getting there's an advantage to him letting Wallace be that guy. Absolutely. Because if he lets Wallace be that guy, she continues to feel like shit and turn to Teddy to be consoled. Mm -hmm. Right. So Teddy gets something out of that. There's no innocence. Mm -hmm. Teddy's just as bad as Wallace. Uh, I wouldn't say he's just as bad. Not as Wallace. just as bad, but you know what I'm saying, right? Like yeah. they, everybody has like some little weird part they're playing in this morality tale yeah. uh, that needs to be taught a lesson in some way. Uh, Except for one. Yeah. 
Guillapon. Guillapon. Guillapon is purely good. Mm. Yes. Through and through, and he cannot handle poutine. Yeah. He's <laughs> not kind to his digestion. What a weird character. Can we talk yeah. about that? It is that? strange. And honestly, I think that uh, the makeup really does it. Uh, Johnny Depp's performance is interesting and fun, and it's a good character. Yeah. But, like, it's... It's a little undercooked in terms yeah. of like the accents a little off. Yeah, yeah. But it's so fun. It is you know, really he's fun. He's really having a good time with it, it yeah. seems. So yeah, Johnny Depp makes a kind of surprise cameo that they don't advertise as yep. Guy Lepois, the detective who has been on the case of of uh Howard Howe for a long time, mm-hmm. uh can't seem to to nail him. Somehow they've come across him, and uh, he, he has been ostracized by the inspector community yep. because he believes that this serial killer is not just killing people and torturing them, but he is making a monster. Yes, oh. yeah, yeah. Well, I think the thing that I thought was weird about this character was like, it's, correct me if I'm wrong, the impression that I got was what the movie was trying to do was be like, here's this sort of slick savior that can kind of come in and actually smooth some of this over, mm. like give us a little bit of a silver lining, like maybe somebody can get us out of this. Yeah. Mm. But he's just this bumbling idiot. Like he doesn't well, actually... He's the only one who was right about the monster suit. Well, the thing is that he also seems to be... Because uh, there's a little bit uh, when he flashes back to when he first met Howard right. Howe, and they both kind of put on a character. Yes. Because when he sees that the guy's being dumb, he kind of starts to play a little loopier yeah, for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, he's an alcoholic. Yep. He's an eccentric. He's been married multiple times. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. He's very explicit about that. He's clearly a man who's been through it all and has, you know, well, he's the man who was destroyed by the chase. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like the reporter's chase. Was he yeah. destroyed yeah. by that the kind case? Of thing. Was, he, was he before the case? He was, was probably he just a pretty weird? good inspector. See, just a, a weird guy. But wait, wait, wait. Because me. at the end of the day, he does do it. He yeah. does do it, but follow me on this. He doesn't do it until two kids that have no information other than a voicemail they were left fall no. into his lap yeah. and tell him they found the guy. Yeah, but you know, he does the whole thing where he says, oh, what does he do when, when he's driving? Yeah. So then they get the cup to the yes. uh, the uh, uh, A to Z. Yes. Yeah, an yeah, A yeah. with an E-H. Yep. Where they sell, uh, oh, what was his drink? A ton called? of syrup? Uh, a chug-a lug. I oh, yeah, yeah. Was, I thought that was good, too. Yeah. Chug-a lug. And so then he's able to get the uh, information from like he's a good detective. He yeah. puts these things together. Now they're all classic. Just you know, I have a hunch about this. Yeah, but that, again, but I, I still feel like because then the flip side of that is one of his great detective things is to use the pencil on the pad, and the girl goes, "Wow, what a great detective thing!" <laughs> yeah. And he immediately yeah. calls him out and goes, "No, that's from a movie. That's from the Big Lebowski." Yeah, it's like Big Lebowski. Le- I, like I feel like they are trying to make the point that this guy's not necessarily a good detective. He's actually kind of a bumbling. Like fool, he yeah. got the job done. Yeah, and he was right was about the, the case. The scene at the end of the credits. Mm-hmm. I, just... I think he was a formerly great detective. Yes, who Hard. got lost in a case. Yeah, and he was always a little weird. Yep. And now he's just a crazy drunk, but he still he gets the job done. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think he gets that shit. I think you know, he does, and he's the man who goes to make the uh, the honor killing if mm-hmm. need be. Uh, and he has a great line. He pulls out the shiniest, most beautiful guns you've ever seen yep. from a pristine you know thing. And uh, he's smoking his cigarette, and he goes like, "Oh, here, take a gun oh, God, to each of them." Line. And uh, Haley Joel Osment, Teddy Graham, says, uh, "You know, I, I don't, I, I've never used a gun before. I don't want a gun." He's like, "You're Americans, and you, you don't want guns. What kind of Americans are you? Like, <laughs> yeah. What is this? What is this?" 
that my actually my I think the line that made me laugh the hardest was his punchline to that whole scene when he's just like, "Wait, what kind of Americans are you? You don't want the guns?" And then he looks down because they they had shown you when he opened the case. There's clearly three guns in this case: yeah. two handguns and an enormous shotgun. <laughs> and he like hands the two handguns, and then he looks down and goes, "Well, I guess I'll take the big one." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He wanted to take the big yeah, one. Yeah. He loves his guns. So uh, they yeah they chase him for a while. They have another uh, wonderful scene with the. Uh, with the uh, the clerks at the Quickie Mart. Yes. It's always just going to be a Quickie Mart. But they do something there that they do a couple times throughout the movie uh, as they're deducing uh, that Justin Long had been to mm-hmm. the uh, A to Z before. They flash back to that scene, and they replay the same scene. Only cut into it is just more of that scene. Yes. And so they've done that a couple times. And in a way, you could almost call it call it cheap where it's just like oh you just lied through omission and then just gave us the information right. later but it doesn't come off as cheap because the way it's done i think is is pretty unique mm-hmm. uh it's done with just you know in in flashback form well and it, it bounces back to it it doesn't seem like a cheated release every time he did that i my first thought was like ah oh, why why is he why are we watching the scene again this mm-hmm. i hate this like i there's wow. no reason to do mm-hmm. this like I, I hate when movies do that when they sort of just reuse their own footage because it feels like they're just trying to go like, hey, just in case you forgot, you idiots, this is why we're telling you this new information. Mm-hmm. Remember this old information? Yeah. Uh, but then every time it would reveal that there was more information, mm-hmm. uh, and that inf- you know, in my estimation, that information was always just that Wallace is even more of an asshole than you thought he was. Um, would because I I do think there is a little bit of like. I uh, wish they would have gave us more information on uh, what's his name's past. Howard. Howard past. They didn't do as many flashbacks for him. Well, I I, I think that I still think that's kind of because he it's they it's supposed to be a little unclear whether any of that really is Howard's past. True. You know. Hmm. So oh so his story that he tells, um, how did he end up at the school? His dad. Oh, yeah, it was something crazy. His parents both died somehow. His parents both died somehow, and they put him there. Oh, See, they yeah. were murdered, I think, right? His mother's yeah, yeah. throat was slit. And oh, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. They were They were killed in front of him. He was yeah. put into the place. So if that happened when he was a child, I think it's highly unlikely yeah, that, that he, he didn't would be become a Batman. young KP uh, right. cook. In the, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, a lot of it is probably bullshit. He's just a crazy man who lives off the grid. Right. You know, and and they they talk about how when uh, Guy Lepois went poking around for the yeah. missing hockey player, um, who was the name? His name was Gumtree. Yes, which is the publication where the article first uh, uh, first came out yep. of, and uh, they said you know he disappeared. Yeah, he picked up and moved. So this guy is clearly good at an elaborate ruse. There's a chance that that's not even his fucking house. Right. He just showed up, looked around, and was like, I can I can live here. Oh look at that! There's a tank. You know what would fit in this tank? A walrus. In Ooh, fact, I like walruses. A pretty good fucking chance it's not his house, or at least it's not the only place he takes victims. Because mm. as we saw, where Guy Lapointe met him was not that house. Mm. It was a totally different house. Mm-hmm. So yeah, because yeah, he picked up and moved after that. Yeah, and uh, it's uh, oh, then again, he did have a walrus. But then uh, you could think maybe he just found that tank, and then started to fantasize about this, sure. this walrus thing. Yeah. So okay, so they're on his tail. Uh, they're they're trying to find him. They're getting inexplicably close, but it works. It moves the story mm-hmm. forward. But uh, it's too late already, and we know this yes, because yeah. we have done a full we've, reveal. We've, we've been watching thirty other monster. minutes of Justin Long inside of a legitimate walrus costume. Yeah, let's, let's talk about that effect. 
So it's, it's I love it. It's a Kurtzman effect. So it has a. Uh, it's uh, rubber. What's up? It's rubber. Yeah, it's rubber. It's real. Yeah. It's a completely. Uh, it's it's a completely practical effect. Yep. And it's super effective. The fact that it. it you know, I, I want to say it looks fake. It looks not real. Yes. Yeah. You know, it's the one thing in this movie that doesn't seem to play true. Right. That and maybe Guy Le I Pois. still loved it, though. Oh, yeah. I don't think yeah. I can it's handle perfect. it real. <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. Oh, yeah, no, it has to look the way it if looks. If it looked yeah. coldly clinical, it would be the, the movie would cease being a comedy. Yeah. And even though it doesn't really appear comedic, there was a huge laughter on the reveal, but it wasn't a laughter of, oh, that's hilarious. Right. It was a laughter of, oh, I'm scared. It's okay. It's just a movie. <laughs> and that is pretty ridiculous. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so it was a very, very strangely metered laugh, oh, but I it was a big, laugh. boisterous I laugh. I loved that yeah, laugh. Yeah, it was, it was a huge very moment. clearly like a, uh, oh, what the fuck is this movie? Like, what are we? <laughs> yeah, and yeah. it's great because they really do, they spend a good 15 minutes being like, we're going to turn this guy into a walrus. <laughs> they, they, make that point very clear for a while. It would get there that quickly. I know, and then all of a sudden he's just a walrus. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. it just happens. Because there, I, I don't. Some of the comment, the chatter after the movie was really making me laugh. Because there were distinctly like three or four people that were just like, "What the fuck was that? Yeah. Like, what was this?" That's insane. Yeah, it's but still pleased by oh, what yeah, they yeah. saw. <laughs> yeah, I think it's safe to say everyone in the theater truly, truly totally. did enjoy yeah. it. You know, it's it, it's because uh, it's a, just a totally unique, wild experience. You oh, know yeah. What I mean, uh, and even, you know, I want to talk about this too. the black and white scenes, the scenes mm. that are like flashbacks to Howard's past uh, don't look great. And the guy that acts in them is not very good. No. And it, it was just more stuff where I was like... I thought like, that was kind of a, the joke of it. It was supposed to look soap opery. Yeah. Like when he looks at his hands covered in the blood oh, of his I walrus that. friend that he was forced I to eat. that. And as he's being rescued and then he does the yelling at the sky. Yeah. No, but it's in silence because yeah. it's, you know, it's it's an old silent movie yep. I guess we're watching. And, and, you know, even that, it's it's just another story perhaps that... Uh, Howard is telling That's, himself yep. that Kevin Smith. Now, if had else. Howard killed J- Justin Long, would he have eaten him? Um, yeah, I guess so. Well, was that part of the plan? Down in the pool. Nah. Yeah, the other one was just at the bottom of the tank. Yeah. Yeah, because he says he gave them all a chance to to escape. Yes, a fighting chance because that's mm. what the wal- walrus gave him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. Oh, yeah. it's so gross. It's so funny. Oh, fish, man. <laughs> Fucking hate him. Oh, just and so that's like a fish cow with big yeah. dinosaur teeth and a Justin Long. If you like a walrus is terrifying, but if I ripped one open and Justin Long popped out, I'd be like, There's something crazy about this. <laughs> well that that was a great punchline at the end, I thought too, where he was just like, Now you have to make the choice. Do you uh you know, like do you do you let me kill you or like do you die or do you kill me and live? As a walrus. (laughs) And he chooses to kill him and live as a walrus. So much so that when he is inexplicably being kept at an abandoned exotic animals exhibit out back with a dirty pool and a beach ball. And uh, his his friends come to visit him and throw him fish. Mm -hmm. And he does not respond to Wallace or anything. He just responds to fish. Well, that's what... He still cries. That's what I was talking about earlier. A little when bit I was of talking. human left. Yeah, he has a, still has a soul. Still has a soul. <laughs> yes, yes. yes, that was uh, what I was talking to you about earlier, Dan. When I was like, "Yeah, Kevin said something on a podcast about the ending," and I, you know, I, I don't want to tell you about it. Mm. All he said was like, 
Yeah, the ending seems to be the thing that like trips people up. Like some people just like don't buy it at all. Like they just can't buy into that ending. Mm. Uh, he was like, and but the thing is, it's like it, it's it is it's fucked up, but it's oddly sweet. Like it is supposed to be a little bit sweet. It's like this oddly like sweet ending to this crazy movie. Uh, the way that they do in the podcast, where you yep. know he's just saying like, and then he just you know he accepts it because yep. you know that's a ramping up kind of thing. Yep. So to see it played out literally yep. is bizarre and new, but I think bold and very funny. That's and, what I think too, and just tragic, like yeah, horrifyingly yeah, yeah. tragic, and so funny. Yep. Yeah, so funny because and I, I said this on the uh, on the way home from the theater. I thought that logically what was going to happen, they were a podcast that lampoons people that have been through fucked up shit, yep. that he would become the target of the podcast as hosted by his ex-girlfriend and Teddy Grahams, and they would <laughs> yeah. you know, and they and they would have him on the show and so in a way he would succeed because he's and a, they would he, become he's a star new, in some way, you know. He'd become new Teddy. Yes, Not. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that scene, by the way, was like, I, at first was really annoying me, but then I thought it was like so funny. The scene where Justin Long is like, he starts smoking a cigarette and he's real mad at his girlfriend. Oh, and he's yeah. like, listen, I used to be a little nerdy shit of nothing. And now I got a podcast yeah, 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 and yeah, I'm yeah. taking it straight to the top. Yeah, he, And that was definitely a mockery of yes. like what we do. Yeah. yeah. You know, like everyone, literally everyone gets there. Anyone can have a podcast yep. and there, there is an ego that can come with it. And, that uh, was so funny because at first it was really annoying me. I was like, "Really, this is so cheesy! Like, why is he trying to make this the drama of his relationship mm. with this girl? Like, it doesn't even make sense. A podcast would never earn you this kind of. Oh, now I get it. Now I get the scene. Ooh. This is hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I have a burp. It's all right. Mm. I have a burp, man. Uh, I uh, all right. What do we what do we got? Last thoughts on uh, on Tusk here. I uh, I I was just like. Wait, there was something I was gonna say about that whole. Oh yeah, I thought that was gonna be the logical ending. Yes. Oh it, yeah. It yeah, seemed yeah. to to be heading there. It makes sense. I think that would actually have been a very cool ending. Yeah. But they didn't go there because you know sometimes the happy ending doesn't happen. Sometimes you're you're a walrus. Oh, you know? yeah. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes you're a walrus. There's still a tiny bit of your soul left. Just a little bit, so you can cry those those sad sad tears. <laughs> I'm a PC. I'm a walrus. <laughs> <laughs> it's Justin Long's new. Although he didn't have a tongue, that's a horrifying thing oh, too. Oh no! Yeah, losing yeah. your tongue. But uh, so the the walrus fight set to what was the most expensive part of yes. that movie was getting the rights to the, the song, song Tusk. Tusk. Yeah. So apparently that cost more than anything mm -hmm. on that set. Yep. But uh, what a scene. Oh, because yeah. in the background, he has nature footage and, and audio of nature sounds. And it's it's footage being projected of walruses. Walrus, that's the, yeah, walruses just doing walrus fights. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, then, and, and so during the closing credits, they actually play a segment of the podcast that inspired this, which I have not heard ex outside of that right. clip. And the way that they say it when he's like, you know, and then he just gets in one of those like fucking walrus fights that you see. Yeah, yeah. Because we've all seen on the Nature Ooh. Channel those walrus, you know, well, walrus is fucking was, tusk He fight. was just projecting clips of a walrus fight That's on the wall saying. behind yeah, he them, had the, too. The, the clip they're playing and the, the all the nature sounds yeah. and stuff. And it's just, you know, it's the whole thing. I Like, I read a negative interview of it that said it had a very make-it-up-as-you-go feel. Yes. And uh, that's a negative review. And I think it's an accurate review. Yes. But I think this reviewer didn't know the story of the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, yeah. that's the thing that I think the, the one caveat that paves over any of the flaws that this movie has, of which there are a few, is the way that it was made. Yes. 
and the way that it was made is so entertaining, inspiring, and a a you know a light parody of just you know the DIY culture yeah. now as as it is. It's just a charming way to do that. So well, that, and I, that really that takes care of most of the flaws for me. I'll tell you this too: it, it's not a three-hour prestige picture. Mm. You know, it's a ninety-minute horror movie, uh, and I think at ninety minutes, I, at th- at three hours, I'm not going to do this. At three hours, I'm not going to suspend my right. disbelief enough to let you just run and tell a story without being a little bit calculated about it, without being a little bit like. Okay, well, this you know, this is the reason this character is feeling this way and doing these things. This is the reason these events are occurring. Uh, as you're seeing these events over here, I'm going to spend a little bit of time showing you these events over here. Mm-hmm. At 90 minutes, I'm as long as you're running at a good speed, I'm so much more willing to let you actually do what you just described, Dan, which they said was negative, but I'm fine with, which is sort of make it up as you go, as opposed to getting bogged down in the details of making sure I understand the context of the who's and the why's and the what's, just telling a story, just making sure there's more story that's about to happen at every turn. Mm -hmm. I'm way more, at 90 minutes, I'll totally just get on board and let you not explain certain things that probably should be explained, just to keep being like, Let's see how much more fucked up this can get. Yeah, know? absolutely. That, I mean, it's the, the whole reason we're there. There is absolutely no reason anyone's seeing this movie besides either what is this movie? Yeah. Or oh, we get to see someone get turned into a walrus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and so that's uh, that's the draw. So they really do get there pretty yeah. quick. And to get there pretty quick, I think they they very elegantly using some strong actors pushed that forward. You know, like. They made that interesting. There's good yeah. dialogue there to to pave the way to all right, it's it's Walrus time. <laughs> <laughs> that fucking that was like I that uh, that was I think the I almost wish it there was more of that Walrus fight. Oh my god. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah. yeah. Spoiler alert guys, we have some uh, a couple a couple of friends walked in yeah. the room yeah. and are, are Walrus doing this. fight. So, anyone want to take a guess as to what the current Rotten Tomatoes rating is? I just for looked Tusk? it up. Oh, so, so t- yeah. Do you want to take a guess, Brad? Ninety-three. Forty percent. Forty. Yep. A cold forty. Yeah. Um, uh, people do not seem too hot on this movie. Well, oh. uh, but the thing is that the ones that, that really Peter like Travers. it really like yeah. it. But uh, so, but okay. So here's here's a negative review. Uh, the tonal this, this tonal mishmash is a misfire of literally gross proportions, and that to me is one of those negative reviews that is describing the things that I liked about it. Yeah, you know the the fact that it is a mishmash of humor and yeah. horror like that uh-huh. as such. Um, Tusk is an overextended, tonally incoherent joke that would make viewers squirm even if it didn't involve a bloody and demented medical experiment. <laughs> well, that isn't really squirming the point. Nah. It still it wasn't that gory. Yeah, it's actually it's the not that the there's literally one scene with blood. Yeah, it's just a conceptually gory. Yeah, you know, like it's it's emotionally gory, guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It really rips those apart. Um, let me find another gnarly one. I kind of want to find. I want to. I'm interested in what somebody that really oh, liked this, this is had to a, say about it. This the film is sloppy and malformed. It's sputtering comedy eclipsed by remorseless weirdness. Maybe that's its charm. Maybe that's its failure. Yeah, so they're they're uh, not feeling anyway. But uh, wait, hold on. I just discovered a new feature of Rotten Tomatoes I've never seen before. Uh, there's something at the top just called consensus. 
Oh, yeah. Where I believe they just sum up all of the reviews themselves in their own little one-sentence version Dude, of it that's all. that's been there forever. I've never seen this before. This it's is, actually usually quite accurate. Here, this is the... Consi- well, we'll see. Cause we I, should put that <laughs> in the game somewhere. I wonder yeah. if we can use the, the Rotten Tomatoes consensus. To I, know, I, I was just thinking that. This is the consensus for Tusk. Tusk is pleasantly ridiculous and charmingly self-deprecating, but that isn't enough to compensate for its thin, overstretched story. Yeah, that sounds like the the general consensus. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I don't feel like it's overstretched though. I mean, there's not a lot yeah. of fat Dude, on it. It's an hour and forty minutes long. Most like, of the what? fat comes in terms of just and like everything happens. Over, there's a lot of dialogue, but it's not excessive. It is nah, a little long at those points. I don't know. I think it moves right along. Yeah, it is pretty quick. How long before they had him in a suit? It was, I mean, he was definitely mostly walrus. I was going to say, I think 40 minutes into the movie, he was in that walrus suit. Yeah. And by at least 30 minutes, he was missing a leg. Yeah, yeah. I I mean, uh, for half of this movie, he can't talk and we can't really see his face. Mm. It's like all the acting is in his eyes. Which is pretty phenomenal. Pretty impressive. Mm -hmm. I like this one, Ready? Uh, This is a positive one. The audience for this truly unique exercise in film, I refuse to call it a movie, (laughs) consists mostly of Kevin Smith fans. There's a little bit of the human centipede here mixed with more than a dollop of misery. Uh, And I I get that. Yep. Yeah, I totally get that. I want to find an explosively good review. But uh, am I going to find an explosively good review? I don't think I am. (laughs) <laughs> I like this one. It's rated as positive, and I don't think it is. But uh, while I wasn't a big fan, I I can't shake certain visuals and other elements of my uh, from my mind days after having seen it. Yeah, that is a person who does not like Walrus Man. That oh my god, that <laughs> it is really fucking oh. crazy. It's crazy <laughs> what he looks like in that costume. I was kind of praying for a moment crazy. of kill me. Yeah, kill me. Yeah. <laughs> It is. Oh. I think that was a spoiler dropout. Uh, yep, yep. <laughs> he just put his hands over his ears and walked out. Well, that's the magic of movie, movie. Uh, Tusk is a fearless, ambitious, and hilariously unnerving horror film that only Kevin Smith could imagine. Walrus suit and all, and they put horror in quotes, which is a pretty uh, accurate thing yes. to do, I'd say. Yeah. I don't know. I, I feel like I agree with all of these reviews, but uh, I liked it. It's, you know, I, it gave me exactly what I thought it would be. I just be. don't think there's a reason not to see this movie. Yeah. Which is a weird thing to say about a movie that features a guy getting put inside of a walrus. I think it's the only thing to say about that movie <laughs> because it really, I mean, like you had said, was Kevin Smith's MO was you want people to be like, oh, did you see this? It's crazy. How fucked up is yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. And uh, this is a somewhat more palatable yes. how fucked up is that? Yeah. Whereas, like, if my grandmother saw it, she would think it's the, the beginning of the end. Yes, yes. Or, like, towards the end of the end, she'd be losing it. Mm-hmm. You know, my parents wouldn't get it, but I, I think there's I think there's actually a broadness to it that might bring it some mass appeal. What's fun to me is to think about, like, you know, 40 years from now, what this movie will be. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Because, like, if you think about, like, because right now we're very attached to the story of Tusk and how Tusk was made and uh, the people in it and, you know, other things they've done, what their lives are like, blah, 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 because that's how our culture is, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but eventually you get far enough away from that stuff that a movie just becomes, like, whatever that movie actually is, mm-hmm. you know, whatever the story is that's told within mm-hmm. the movie and the merits of the movie itself. And I'm curious as to whether this would become 
a pass it around back and forth. You got to see this. It's so fucked up Mm -hmm. movie or if it just gets forgotten, you know, I mean, yeah, it could always get forgotten because it is a minor movie with a small, smaller release. But I don't know. I, I, it certainly passes the test. Like I love movies I that are fucked up he's for still fucked Kevin up. Kevin Smith, he still has that huge following. Yeah, yeah like, but that's what I mean. I mean, getting far fucking... enough away from it where that doesn't matter either anymore. Mm. Where nobody's like, "Have you seen this great Kevin Smith movie?" You know what I'm mm. saying? Like, there's horror movies that I could go back to and hand you a VHS of that at the time it was made. That probably was a director everybody was talking about, and those probably were actors well, everybody series, was interested in. He's doing in. like a three port miniseries or a series of it now, right? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. So I, I don't think so. I don't. It won't be forgotten that way, but... Yeah. No, my point is that, like, I think you get to... like If, if you I, remove all stigma yeah. from the movie, yeah. does it hold up? Yeah, yeah. And will it have legs? And I and I think it... I think it could. Yeah. I mean, right. I, I, would, I would gladly watch it again because whereas some movies that are shock for the sake of shock, you've seen it, you rode the roller coaster, you can all go home. This one, I think watching it again, there will be other things that I find to like about it that go beyond the shock. Yes, when the yeah. shock's no longer shocking because I'm, I'm you know, bemused to it, there's other things that I'd be like, that's fucking great. Oh, I enjoyed that. There's definitely you know, some real craft at, uh, yeah, you know, you know? at play in this movie that is, is worth revisiting, I think, for sure. There's a movie that it reminds me of, I believe it's from the 70s, simply called Yes, it's named after the noise a snake makes because it's a movie where a guy gets turned into a snake man for a carnival attraction and it's crazy and it fucked my head up i think it's what gave me the taste for body horror movies really because it sat with me forever as a kid and it's probably hokey and dumb it's been ages since i've seen it i saw it the once on like tbs or something yeah yeah. and it just uh it stuck with me and that this gave me that feel that's a cool thing that's a real cool thing raw call yeah I, t- I like that it's sort of they remove his leg and you're like, oh, man, that's fucked up. And like I think you said, Brian, it's just like, oh, OK, so that's where this movie's going. We're going to slowly yeah, just yeah, be I removing. Yeah, like slowly dice him. Yeah. But that uh, next scene. Then the next scene, he's just in a walrus. Like I liked that, that they were like, yeah, we'll take the time to remove one leg so that you get a little bit of this tension of like, oh, well, my God. Well, you get that great him. scene. Yeah. yeah. The one shot, you get the two was it the two legs and and the arms were sewn down yeah and oh then it's walrus that suit. shot was real fucked up that yeah. uh, that was the one that was after the long like yeah. kind of drawn out yeah. surgery scene but when yeah. they pulled back that payoff was that sick. reveal was great yeah, yeah that was cool that's some horrifying shit yeah. yeah that whole that whole the way that whole thing was shot too was sick mm-hmm. like zoom in on the surgical stuff and mm-hmm. then just mm-hmm. yeah the, that, um oh go for it sorry uh, that that sequence is the one dan and i were talking about where it was like it was just a little lackluster, I think. It was just like, yeah, great, more shots of bloody tools. Yeah, we, we know. I think we he, get he it. gave it a too long of a run, yeah. but there was some style there because they did some cool stuff with the focusing on it. But mm-hmm. like yeah. I said before, it reminded me of a music video mm-hmm. where it seemed a little bit just like you're filling time that mm-hmm. could be used. I know you want to stretch this and, uh, yeah. but it it could be used. You know, th- there was a point where I was, I had a little bit of the feeling of like, just show me the fucking walrus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Despite the fact that it really did come, if you pull Pretty back the quick, lens, it yeah. came quick and it paid off. It's uh oh, that's so gross. Sorry. Every time I think about it, it makes me cringe a little bit. It really is absolutely disgusting, and just so fucking funny. It's so funny. Yeah. Um. It does have that. Sa- and what was weird? Uh, no, I think I said this. Yeah, that that sad ending. It 
played as as horror is pretty horrifying. You know, it pans to the right, yeah. the dirty pool with yeah. the beach ball in it. So you know, there was a time he was probably doing a show or something yep. before this weird abandoned place, you know, became abandoned. And uh, it seemed weird, but then when you realize that's that's like the bit, mm-hmm. it's supposed to be like how fucking dark and just yeah, yeah. He's a walrus now. Yep. <laughs> you know, like that really does play, and so. Th- like I, because I get the joke that has value. So then oh, yeah. that makes me rethink what we're saying about removing stigma from the movie uh-huh. and seeing if it'll play. That's will that I mean. will yeah. that still play? Yeah, yeah. Huh. I don't know. I think it might. Yeah, and I think the the getting it will be will be inserted there into the uh, consciousness of everyone. You know, I don't know. I thought it was great. I really uh, enjoyed that's, it. That was a fan fucking test. Yeah, I had uh-huh. a great time at the movies. It's, uh, uh, I am biased towards uh, body horror. That really yeah, yeah. is a thing that I love. And yeah. so to see one that's funny and rewatchable and not just gross for gross's sake yeah. is pretty neat. That is true, actually. Yeah, that, that's actually kind of unique for that genre. Yeah, it's usually there. It's there's a cool story and it's meant to shock you, but there's not really funny body horror. Right. That's yeah. it's not funny. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's pretty funny. It turns out. It's, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It can be pretty funny. Yeah. Know? It's it was cool. Well, you want to wrap this one up? I think I've said all I've got to say about Tusk. Yeah, I'm a. Uh, I think I got it. I got it all out, mm-hmm. out of my system. Yeah, perfect. Right on. Well, let's uh, let's one more time plug uh, next month's movie movie live at Philomoca, October sixteenth, eight p.m. Five dollars every month. Uh, we're doing all horror movies this month. We're really excited about it. We got a great panel. It's going to be super fucking fun. Uh, I'm I'm very excited about this month. Right on. Uh, and uh, you can find me on Twitter at Philadelphia. That's with an F. You can find the show on Twitter at. Uh, I like two movie with the number two on facebook.com slash I like two movie with the number two. Uh, definitely subscribe. Leave us some comments. Let us know how you're feeling about the show. Boom. Um, at Dan Scully, uh, regretfulmorning.com and super crappy fun time on iTunes and at super crappy fun time.com. Get anything? Nope. Nope. Are you on Twitter? Barely. I got nothing. You got nothing. You got nothing. Just come out to shows. Yeah. <laughs> right on. There you go. <laughs> Support comedy. Got any recommendations? Oh, right. Any movie to throw out there that you've seen that maybe I, mean, I can kick it off? Um, this is a movie. It's an older movie. It's based on one of the best books that I've ever read, and it just popped up on iTunes. I think you should watch A Simple Plan. That's a great movie. Uh, Billy Bob Thornton, I believe, was nominated for Best Supporting Actor for it. Did Raimi direct uh, that? Sam Raimi directed that. Bill Paxton. Uh, really good stuff. It's, it's just a, a fucked up a uh, really good thriller movie based on a simple premise and at the end you'll ask yourself you know what would i do in this situation <laughs> and i don't know interesting uh-huh. but uh, uh what's his name scott bacula no 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 the author's name is scott uh i forget what it is but he wrote the ruins he also adapted that into the screenplay for the ruins which was a good horror movie so he also adapted this and it is different from the book in a decent amount of ways but it's a cool way to see how he made that jump mm-hmm. to more cinematic, but really good movie. Hmm. Highly enjoyed on Netflix. I can't think of anything I've seen recently, to be honest with you. This was the first time I've been to the movies in a bit. Right I got on. nothing. Simple plan. Did Willow Creek come out yet? I saw Willow Creek. Uh, I downloaded a torrent. <laughs> it was, uh, it was, uh, good. was it good? Shh. <laughs> <laughs> it was good. I liked uh, it. If it comes out, I'll go see it. It's a, yeah. uh, it's a, uh, I think it would be a lot of fun in the theater. Mm-hmm. It's pretty uh, effective stuff. I like me some Bobcat Goldthwait movies. They're mm-hmm. good. Well, I want to see St. Vincent, too. 
Oh, uh, the Bill Murray movie? Yeah. yeah, yeah Bill oh, Murray. I know what you're talking about. Yes. That's All right. Good. I think... Uh, time to sign off. Time to sign off. Yeah. I, I, I want to throw this out there. Oliver, do you want to help us do our sign off? You can you can pop in on this mic with me. Get over here for a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. here We've you go. We've got uh, another person. It's, it's, this is always a challenge. We'll do it real quick. Uh, what we do at the end of all of our stuff. So just uh, follow along. Yeah, you'll just I'll, I'll start and go to Dan, and then we'll you yeah, guys we'll will get around. this immediately. So kick uh, it off. My name is Garrett Smith, and I like to movie movie. My name is Dan Scully, and I like to movie movie. My name is Oliver Yu, and I like to movie movie. Ooh, Keep my name sexy. is Brian Fennell, and I like to movie movie. And we all know that you, you like, like to, to movie, movie movie because we like, like to movie. movie.